Welcome back, No Cap Sports, episode number 42. Big Jackie Robinson going on, man. Let's go and get it started out right, Josh, and hit us with that five, man. My bad, I'm feeling real light skin now. I'm gonna give me like 10 more seconds and I'm gonna Sing some Drake, bro. Sing <laughs> <laughs> some real quick. Oh, that's, a, that's, 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 a, that's a good one, man. That's... What y'all think about the little, the little three piece he gave us? Mm. Mm. It, was, it was all right. For Drake. Oh, okay. Advance did have to take mine. I, I, I feel it's not. It was just, you know, it, it was some mid, man. You know, every, I, I don't know if the expectations are too high at this point or uh, or what. That's probably what it is, actually. But, uh, you know, even with him and Rose, you know, they made a couple bangers, legendary songs. But the Love Me Pepper Freestyle was the only thing that really, you know, got me out of my seat, as they say. The other genre, yeah. him and Lil Baby, you know. Um, I I gotta I ain't gonna lie. One out of three, that's a feeling great. Thirty three percent. So I gotta give it an F. I ain't gonna give it an F, bro. Like Lemon Pepper Freestyle, like made amends for the first two, bro. Cause like Baby ran the second track. I can't think remember what it's named right now. Baby ran it though. Drake got a little bit too poppy for me, but it was still a solid tape. I'm still going. It gets like a B minus, bro. It's not his best work, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? I mean, anybody else. Bro, you know, it'll be their best work, but like, yeah, exactly. But it's true, um, yeah, bro. It'd be like a LeBron average 19, 5, and 5. So, and you know, that's a good, that's an all star season for a lot of people, yeah. Not talking about a lot of people, though. We're talking about, you know, Aubrey. So, expectations was a little higher, especially I feel that he delayed his album for injury like he was an athlete, but uh, hey, whatever. But that's not the only thing going on, you know, in the music world. We have uh, brewing beef, as they say. So, like, DJ, I can talk about this. But uh, we have two um, <laughs> black kings arguing about the originator of the money spread. So, I, you know, uh, first of all, I love that we can have this argument in our uh, in our community about wealth. But um, not not excited about the Discord, how it's happening. What are y'all thoughts about this? If we be honest, I really just wanted to spread some been doing Tell them boys get their paper up, man. Had to say something. Passed out on a Honda Accord. All cash. 13000 Yes, I'm like I'll do it right now. I'm cap. I only got it. Let's see. See what I got right here. It's crazy. This man. I got $24 in cash. I'm still there for office, bro. Nah, I only got $24. That's what he got, Lil. He I spent the other money there, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, That's not why they are. The They're arguing because Kodak flat out disrespected him. What did he say? He was talking about, he was like, uh, I was listening to my my dog, uh, Little Dirk's song, and uh, oh, but he called him like Little Buddy or something like that. He was like, and uh, Little Buddy was all right. He was just trying to support his friend, and so he disrespected him. And then they just start, you know, going back and forth. And you always know he always ends up with how much money you got. When, they, when they, two black people argue, I got more money than you. Yeah. yeah it's going to get your swag up or get your money up. That's going to be the first thing a black dude going to tell you once they really mad. Now let's get into it, man. All-Star, not even weekend anymore. All-Star day just happened Sunday night. So first of all, you know, first thing I want to talk about is do you guys think the All-Star game should have been played at all this year? Uh, I mean, you know, logistically, logically, no. But was that ever going to be – was that ever going to happen with how much 
money the NBA makes off of it? No, either. So I just feel like they definitely could have chose somewhere besides Atlanta, like literally any other city in the NBA, except I mean Atlanta or New York City or LA. Like literally only those three places. I mean LA probably would actually have been better because they're locked down. Like anywhere yeah. but Atlanta. And I just feel like what was the decision making process for that? I feel like there's too many people that get paid too much money to have let that happen. You got to get knocked out of the game. It's gonna be in Cleveland next year, bro. You being for real? Like I'm I, dead I serious. Seen it. I definitely seen it. I thought it was fake. Yeah, but they might well come to Memphis, bro. We'll have fun. No cap. As well. But the thing is, it's just I don't really care about it. Like I didn't even watch the All Star game. Like I, I mean, I saw Giannis went with sixteen for sixteen. Yeah. I saw highlights of Steph in it, and who was it? Uh, Dame just shooting threes after threes after threes. Like honestly, I mean, this year they if they was gonna make it, it was gonna be different anyways. They should have just like did it completely different. I would have just had like a one on one tournament or something. You could have. This is a, the best year to just try things. Or they could have yeah. did a two K simulation. The winner gets money or something. I don't know, bro. It's just like it wasn't really that necessary. So, are you yeah, one of the guys that's really out on the All Star game in general, Vance, or you just here? Uh. It's all the All Star Weekend usually comes around Valentine's Day. Like uh, I just, I don't know why I remember that, but it's just I don't really. If I'm if I happen to be at, at the crib at the house, I'm gonna watch it. Just like the dunk contest and the three point contest the day the day before, and then the celebrity game on Friday. So if it's just like if I'm at the crib, I'm gonna watch it. But I'm not about to go out my way to watch it. Like I don't even watch the Pro Bowl. But I think like when it comes to the All Star Game, bro, the big thing about the All Star Game is it's. It's an event for the fans. It's not for the players. It's not for nothing. It's an event for the fans. So I think you have an all-star game with no fans or limited capacity, however they did it. I think it's pointless, bro. Like, why are you having an all-star game putting these players out here? And the point of the weekend or the game is for the fans. Like, you look at it, bro. Like, you got people opting out of the dunk contest and things like that. And I think if you got fans, of course they participate. Guys like Zion, Zion Williams, and those kind of guys, of course I think they participate if they're fans. But with no fans, like, the whole game just becomes pointless. Because the weekend for the fans is essentially for the players to get rest. And the players can't even get rest. So why participate in the events if you're already not getting no rest? Because it's a short season. The last playoff game was literally October. What that is, like, six months ago? And then you hop back into a season in December. It's just pointless to me to play this game. You see Braun only played the first half. You get Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid knocked out of the game the day before because of COVID. It's just – this game was just pointless to me. Like, Bro, did you see, like, the the rest of the NBA went to Miami for the weekend? For real? Yeah, it's just like they all went to the beach. <laughs> like, they, they said 150 NBA players were seen in Miami this past weekend. 150? 150. Hopefully, so, yeah, cold. Wow. I about to say, that sounds so safe. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's just like the bubble. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the G League guys in what, Orlando in their bubble. So I'm yeah. just going to say the NBA guys went to the G League bubble to show some support, man. That's that's <laughs> the storyline I'm going to rock with. Nah, bro. <laughs> we know yeah, you used the line. That's the prime time. Come on, man. But, um, you know, Talking some more about this All-Star game, I kind of alluded to it earlier, you know, with the new format, having all events on one day. So just what do you guys think about having all the All-Star events jam-packed into one day, starting out with the skills challenge, three-point contest, 
then turning right into the All Star game with the dunk contest at halftime. How did y'all like that format? Um, yeah, jam packed again because of the COVID nineteen. So, really, I almost forgot about the dunk contest at halftime. Um, I turned it off, and then I realized when somebody takes me to my channel, like, oh yeah, catch his first dunk was good. I was like, oh, I really forgot about it. So, um, honestly, the the best of it was a three point contest. So. I guess that shows more – is that more about where the league is at right now? I mean, I don't know, but it was the most exciting. They had the best player. You talking about Mike Conley? Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, he was close, but he, he almost had yeah. stuff, bro. Steph <laughs> he, to, he, he lost by one point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Steph had to go crazy to, to beat Mike Conley, but you got to put it in the context. Okay, yeah. If that's how you want to look at that. Yeah, Mike Conley been up in Utah, the Mormons. He was praying for a win. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you see the praying work. My boy got his first All Star nod, man. Yeah, bro. Well deserved. Yeah, congrats to him. But, Very know, happy. Talking about this All Star game some more. What are just some events? I know Vance. You says you know you're not a big fan of All Star Weekend in any sport. So just what what are some events you like to see in the All Star game that could mm. you know get more fan interest? Okay, so uh, I remember we was, we was talking earlier, so there's two things. One is, in a dunk contest, bring somebody off from the street, bro. Just have an NBA player versus a, a street ball player. We get somebody from the precinct, bro. The best jumper at the precinct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be nice, bro. Just a, a quick game, you know, a dunk contest. Yo, yeah. Your best three dunks versus the street ball's best three dunks. Mm-hmm. Then another thing. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, my bad. Let me get this second one off. All right, so the second one is I want to see a two-on-two dynamic duo tournament, bro. So, basically, every NBA team, best two players in a two-on-two tournament opposed to a, a all-star game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, the Lakers would have with AD's injured right now, so they have uh, LeBron and Kuzma. The Kings would have who? Buddy Hield and, and Fox. Just, yeah, that dynamic duo tur- tournament, that would be kind of nice, bro. Yeah, that would be kind of nice, but that's just, you know, a lot of games you got to go through. What that is, like eight games for the team that wins yeah. it all? But, yeah, but you, know, you still get a week off, bro. Well, yeah. But kind of bouncing off of that, bro, I want to see King of the Hill at All-Star Weekend, man. Just some good one-on-one basketball, you know, roll the ball out, D up, you know, first guy to five, man. Because, you know, the league has a lot of good one-on-one players in it, and everybody wants to see these guys go head-to-head. You think about all the debate, you know, KD, LeBron, Steph, James Harden, Kyrie, all these guys, man. You put these guys in a one-on-one situation, I'd love to see it, you know. Everybody got hype over that Team USA clip that came out where guys like Paul George and Devin Booker and KD were going, you know, playing King of the Hill. So I think that'd be a nice little event to add to All-Star Weekend. Mm. Now, what plays would you want to see in the King of the Hill, bro? Like, just the top two players. Uh, King of- I really want to see them. King of the court, I got to start out with James Harden, man. That's definitely one of the best scores I've ever seen in my lifetime. And then my second player, bro, everybody loves KD, bro, but I want to see Steph Curry in there, man. I want to see Steph Curry. Mm. He looked too small. I mean, not too small, but I've – like, there's so many shot creators that would – I mean, he just had – he would have to control the ball. Yeah. Like, once he get it, he couldn't give it back. But I can see him. You want to know who will win it? Who will win it, man? Brad Bill. Oh. That's right now, Brad Bill. You see what I'm saying, bro? So many good players, bro. Like, that would be a tournament, bro. 
Uh, I mean, I would just want to see like a seven man, like 21 game, honestly. Like, that's just the root of playing basketball, I guess. Like, pick up basketball, really. Yeah. So, just think about like the different matchups you can see, you know, who who could dominate just really for like the big guys, how well could they compete with just getting rebounds versus playing on the perimeter. I mean, you could just, it could really just be like uh, around Robin, some tournaments that they play, you know, up and before the All Star game. And then the All Star weekend or day, I guess yeah. they play like the the final game. I just I think that would be interesting because you know the twenty one is not really you know as organized as you know some of these these All Star contests or some of these different events. So I just think it would be interesting. You know, I think it would probably get really competitive. Honestly, the most competitive yeah. thing we see. Yeah, I, I will say though that you know the new All Star game format. You know, essentially playing a game in each quarter has helped to make the game more competitive. And I think it's made the game better, especially last year, you know, which was the first year they did it like that. But I do want to talk to you guys about, you know, what do y'all think about the dunk contest? I know, Josh, you said you forgot about it. You know, it's a, it was an easy dunk contest to forget about. I give you that. You know, with guys like Cassius Stanley, Anthony Simmons, and Obi Toppin headlining. But what did you think about the dunk contest overall? Um, I mean, solid B minus, you know. Like Cassius had a really good first dunk. They, they ironically got the lowest score. Um, I, I mean Anthony Simmons' dunk at the end was pretty cool, but I mean just a lot of meh, honestly. Yeah, and I mean I'm gonna agree with you on that because I feel like All Star Weekend and the dunk contest, especially, those are fan tailored events. You know what I'm saying? Continuing to talk about the NBA, some big new well a big move took place last week. First of all, Blake Griffin being bought out by the Detroit Pistons and then just about immediately signing with the Brooklyn Nets on a $1.2 million deal for the rest of the season. So first question I want to ask y'all is, how effective do you guys think Blake Griffin will be in Brooklyn? Uh, I was listening to Bill Simmons uh, last night. He, he was really questioning. He was like, is Jeff Green better than Blake Griffin right now? And I was like, this one. Yes. Uh, Blake Griffin was one of the – I just remember his presence, like his, that draft when he first came in. Like he was literally a he – was, he was like Zion, basically, when he first got drafted. Um, not really paying that, I guess, how people wanted him to. Uh, honestly, I just feel like he really hit his ceiling at a certain point. But, man, first of all, playing around good guys always rejuvenates, you know, guys like that on buyouts or, you know, down on their look, guys like that. It's true. Look at DeAndre Jordan. He's not that much better, but he was better than what he looked like. But what can Blake do? Provide defense and rebounding. That's what they need. So he can do it. He's not going to do it as well as he used to, but he can do it. It'd be interesting to see, though. Definitely. First things first, that boy is washed, bro. It's giving me T-Mac on the Spurs, bro. It's giving me Carmelo on the Lakers, bro. It's, it, that boy is washed. Like a new car, but it's just one of them things. Is like behind the big three, you got you got KD, Kyrie, Harden. Like, what what place is he uh, on the roster? Like, uh, is he better than? Is he more valuable than Joe Harris? No. no. Is he more valuable than Landry Schmidt? No. Is he more valuable? He might be more valuable than Tyler Johnson, bro. He's not more valuable. He might be more valuable than Bruce Brown. It's not. I, I think he's washed. It's just like he might give you 15 to 20 on a good night, like once a, once every two weeks, bro. But it, it's just – it's not the same. So, like, he'll get he'll get rotation minutes, but I, I think he'll average like 20 minutes a game instead of like 30 to 35 like he used to with the Clippers. 
Yeah, I think when you look at uh, Blake Griffin, bro, it's the age-old story about, you know, a player who relies on athleticism, losing that athleticism and struggling to change and adapt their game. You look at Blake Griffin, he's had a lot of knee issues over the past years. And so I think, like, he's just, you know, lost that athleticism and he's trying to find his way in the NBA again. You look at him in Detroit, you know, he's moved to more of a stretch four kind of player. This season, he's averaging six three-point attempts a game. He never averaged that, in, you know, with the Clippers. And, you know, he's trying to change the game, do this and that. He's shooting a career-low 36% from the field, but he is shooting 31% from three, which is, you know, a sign of upside. But more importantly, he hasn't dunked in a game since 2019, bro. When you think of Blake Griffin, the first thing you think of is explosive dunks, catching lobs, all of that. He hasn't done it since 2019. So I don't know what this Blake Griffin at the next got is going to look like, but I just don't think he's going to make as big of an impact as people think. I think he'll be serviceable as a small ball player, but I don't know how much of an impact he'll really have in terms of on-court production, seeing as he averaged only 12 points in 31 minutes with the Pistons this season. Bro, the the Pistons, the real dummies, though. Like, how do you, how do you choose Blake Griffin and Macy Plumlee over Christian Wood? And then you you, you release uh Blake Griffin. Boy, don't got no knees. knees. Ah, bro, it's really making me mad. Blake Griffin's a pump. Word to Zebo, bro. Like that, it, it just everything about him. It just makes me mad, bro. It just really pisses me off. It it, it grinds my gears. But I, I'm sorry, bro. I'm done about Blake Griffin. Y'all can finish this second. Oh, nah, I'm that losing out, big dog. I'm saying, I think we think about it and feel that passion you got right there, bro. I mean, I've never been a Blake Griffin fan. I used to hate the Clippers, bro. All the days with that trick playing in a FedEx form, bro. A lot of hate for the Clippers. But before we close this segment out, bro, I just want to ask you, bro, predictions on when Blake Griffin will dunk again? Uh, First game. I just feel like Lob City gonna be back. Him, DeAndre. I just feel like he'll do it. I feel like he'll do the first game and then not done <laughs> until the playoffs or something stupid. Mm. I, I don't know, bro. I, I think he's watched, but he's a perimeter player now. He's a stretch four. He might never come on now. That man, he was he was he was a top ten NBA player for at least three years. He can't. You can't tell he, me, Steve Nash. Tell him. Top ten. I've never put him in my top ten. I'm sorry. Go go back in 2012, 2013 when he was doing stuff to Kendrick Perkins. He was like, he was stuff we had never seen from a power four, bro. And he was getting hurt the next week. Yeah, couldn't make it past the second round of the playoffs. Okay, Carmelo Anthony, never a top ten player in the NBA. He's a top five. What are you talking about? What? Yeah, no, what? And Blake was put up 22 and 2. What are you talking about? was better than Blake Griffin. No cap. Y'all. That's not cap. You just Blake Griffin was CP3. That's it. He was a product of playing with CP3. That's it. Point blank, period. Like a city girl. Now switching gears and shifting towards the NFL. Dak has resigned. And we'll stay in Dallas on a four-year, $160 million deal with $126 million guarantee and a $66 million signing bonus, the highest in NFL history. So, Vance, talk to us, bro. How you feeling right oh, now? Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. How about them Cowboys, boy? Well, I'll tell you, the Ooh. best in the NFC East. Oh. Pending the draft, pending the draft. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong, bro. That defense, uh, 
very sus. But that offense, definitely top five. They was top five before he got injured. That's, like, undeniable. The defense, you know, they're going to come along, bro. You know, we got to draft a top ten pick. Everything's piecing along nicely. The O-line's going to be back. Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, the receivers are going to do their thing. And now we got a quarterback, bro. I'm loving what I'm seeing. You know, Jerry, he had to come up off there, bro. Yes. I know he hurt it. His pockets hurt it, but he had to. Jerry Jones' pockets ain't hurt in a while. Let me ask you something, Vance. Did you ever have any doubt that Dak wouldn't come back? Mm, I mean, for Russell Wilson, bro, he you know he could he he could have walked, you know, for Russell Wilson. But he, other than that, he was gonna he was gonna be a Dallas Cowboy. He wasn't gonna be on no franchise tag. I, I was never worried about that. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. So now, Josh, let's talk about it, bro. We know we know Vance a little biased because you know he a big cowgirl or whatever. So a cowgirl. Oh my bad, cowboy. So let's talk about it. But how successful do you think the Cowboys are going to be now that they got Dak back locked up for four years? What do you expect out of this Cowboys team? Um, I mean, Cowboys—they look good on paper. I think I've been saying. I think people been saying that for about two decades now. So I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I text I text my dad this earlier because my dad's a big Cowboys fan. Um, Dak has to play that like MVP caliber. He has to basically win the MVP in my mind to at least justify that contract. I mean, I understand that, you know, they kind of had to do it in the sense of lock up, you know, you know, you, you, you had to lock down your franchise quarterback. Um, I think it's interesting at the, at really at the base of this though, this is Dak bidding on himself and free agency and, you know, coming up better than, uh, better than Mahomes. I mean, at least next year, 75 million. So, yeah. um, black man winning against the establishment. That's what I'm down for anyways, but on the field, I I had to see something. You had to win the MVP. He wasn't he wasn't going crazy last year. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was definitely say like crazy last season before he got hurt in week five. I would say he was playing at an MVP level, even though even though the team was what two and five two and three at the time of his injury, he was still playing at the MVP level. Exactly, they were the best team in the NFC East. He had led them to a two and three record. And he was on pace to shatter Peyton Manning's uh, passing record of uh, 5,477 yards on the season. Through five games, Dak Prescott was on pace to throw for 6,760 yards, bro. Throw. Yeah, throw. Not run. Not run. Not run around throw. the field, you know, get the Lamar Jackson yards. He was tossing that thing. Yes, thing He came out of college for it. They said he, was, he, he couldn't do it. He was inaccurate. He wasn't this. He wasn't that. But he's tossing the ball. Yeah, so I think this pay. I think that Dak is more than deserving of this payday. You look at it; he's forty-two and twenty-seven on his career. He's taken the Cowboys to the playoffs twice, and he's undeniably, in my opinion, the best player on that Cowboys offense and maybe on that Cowboys team. So there's no doubt in my mind he deserves this money. And I think the Cowboys did the right thing by signing him long term. Now, yes, Dak is going to make seventy-five million dollars in twenty twenty-one. But that's only a twenty-two million dollar cap hit on the Cowboys, which is thirty percent less than last year when they franchise tagged them and paid them thirty-one million last year. So I think it's a smart move for both sides, and I'm interested to see what other moves the Cowboys have in plan for this offseason, considering they uh, signed Dak to a very team-friendly deal at the end of the day. You said team-friendly. It's very team-friendly, in my opinion. I mean, once you knock out half the contract in the first year. I mean, like I said, yeah. like I said, bro, he's getting seventy-five million. 
but it only goes on the Cowboys books for 22 million. So in terms of cap space numbers, the Cowboys are still really good if they want to, you know, go out in free agency and be aggressive and sign, you know, another veteran, especially some help on that defense. So it leaves the Cowboys a lot of room. So with that advance, if you were Jerry Jones, what's the ideal situation for the Cowboys this offseason? This offseason, so with that draft pick, either draft a corner or trade it for a piece. I, I don't know if anybody's even on the market right now. Just off the top of my head, nobody's on the market. On the trade market, like as a DN or a pass rusher, that's one thing we do need. You know, a Randy Gregory kind of came on at the end. With the D, the the D line, you know, they kind of it was up and down, up and down. I didn't really like it. Uh, but you know, they need a they need a pass rusher, and they need uh a, another corner. I like the how Diggs is coming along towards the end of the season. Now, when you play the five out of the ten best teams in the NFL in the first eight weeks of the season, of course you're gonna go through growing pains as a DB, five of the top ten rod receivers in the league, bro. So uh. I like what I saw from Diggs. Get another young corner, get defensive back. So all they need is a lineman in a corner, bro, just to show up that defense. Yeah. Jalen Smith kind of sus, but, you know, we paid him too much, so we're going to make it do what it do with him. Yeah, and I feel that, man. And so to close out this segment, I got one more question for you. I want y'all to fill in the blank. Dak Prescott is a top blank quarterback. Five. Ten. I'm going to go five. I'm going five. five. Let's so go. Mahomes for sure. Mahomes, Lamar, Brady, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Brady Rogers, Rick Wilson. Rogers, that's five. Six. I only name well, you named Josh Allen. I ain't say he better. I ain't say Josh Allen better than. I'm not gonna do that. He's yeah. been he nice. more recently. He nice. No, he hasn't. Um, I got. I got. Well, a, just because he actually played, but give me, give me Dak. I got a hot take for y'all. Give me Dak over Lamar. I said it. I agree. We're healthy. Okay. Dak over Lamar. The way I see it, I like your list, man. Mahomes, Rogers, Wilson. And I'm gonna go Josh Allen at four. And then I got I got Dak. All right, just for me, replace Allen with Tom Brady. And then I'll put Dak at five. Yeah. So I think he, there's no doubt he's top five in the league, like we ooh, said. Ooh, ooh, mm, Deshaun Watson kind of nice. Mm. Hey. As a matter of fact, bro, <laughs> here's my top five. Mahomes, Rodgers. Hold on, chill out. Mahomes, Rodgers, uh, Wilson, Deshaun, then Dak. I like mm. it like that. I like it like that. Yeah, yeah. I'll take Dak over Josh Allen. It's no problem. It's no problem. But I, Josh, I want to talk to you, bro. You can name nine quarterbacks better than Dak Prescott. I mean, he's not top five, so he got to be top ten. I'll put him like – I mean, at the, the six that I named – it's not a quarterback I'm taking at the deck, I don't think, unless y'all name somebody. Like, no, I, I mean, that, as I said, I said, I admittedly said top 10. I think yeah. he, uh, upper, a premier quarterback. But, I mean, he like you said, he was playing, he was balling, you know, he was keeping them afloat at two and three. Mm. Um, if he can do something like that over an entire season, I mean, then, I, then I'll be forced to say that, yeah, like, yeah, he can get it done, take the two bowl or something like that. But, I mean, I mean, I like how they finessed the cap, but still, it, the four-year contract it, it, anywhere you're committed to him, so hope it turns out for them. And I really don't because I don't like the Cowboys, but sounds good. <laughs> true, true or false? Like Dad Prescott will win a, a Super Bowl as a Dallas Cowboy. False. 
Dan Prescott will win a Super Bowl, true or false? True. False. I feel like. Oh, how he's not what twenty four? Uh, yeah, he's my, pretty young. Here's my I'm thing. He, I think he's uh, he's gonna be a career long Cowboy, and just knowing the Cowboys, I think there's no way they make it to the Super Bowl. Mm. Nah, you 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 put the right team. It's a, it's like five. If you put ball, if you put Dak in Baltimore, I think they win the Super Bowl. I mean, you took mm. him over Lamar. I mean, I don't think he is, but I feel like he his arm talent is better than Lamar, unquestionably. I don't think yeah. I feel like what he does with his legs, I guess, overlaps is that. But I, think of how many te- te- if you well, nah, I'm not the Texans, but like any get give him a decent. He has the best online in the league right now with healthy, but yeah. decent online. He just he's I mean he's got a Mario Cooper, but he just doesn't have just like a, he doesn't have a Chiefs like you know Arsenal. Yeah. I mean he's he, a top ten quarterback. Top ten quarterbacks at twenty four, they usually end up winning Super Bowls. Here, I'm gonna put it like this: This is Mahomes' league right now, and anything that Prescott does is gonna have to go through Mahomes essentially. And I just don't mm-hmm. see it happening, especially in, in Dallas. The AFC in the AFC, that don't matter. But you said win. Yeah, I mean, uh, he might have the think about, one game. Yeah, you can do that. You can run that for one game. That's but, what I'm saying. If he has a better, the Cowboys, if the Cowboys have a, a better. The Cowboys don't put him in a good enough situation. All they got to do is avoid the, the Packers, bro. All they got to do is avoid the Packers, and they'll make I it. I wouldn't say that. I feel like the Cowboys are really unlucky in general. But, I mean, if, if Dak Prescott can play how y'all think he can play, and they put – any other pieces? I mean, they have the tenth pick. Are they, they don't draft. I mean, it's Jerry Jones, but I feel like you know they got some momentum. Guys like Dak Prescott really don't come around that often. You know, this fifth round guy that turned into an All Pro quarterback. Like, no, nah, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, they, I mean, they're only a step or two away. As much as I hate to admit it, I mean, like the uh, like Van said, pass rusher. You know, a lockdown corner. They got Ezekiel Elliott too, bro. Like, it's kind of tough. You don't think he watched? He and his Blake Griffin years, bro. So, you said y'all think he's watched Tony Pollard's turn. I mean, I, if it's me, I'm a. I, I, I don't even like him, but I think y'all. He's not so, watched, but he's not. Yeah, he was he's not worth that contract. He making seventeen a year. Come on, bro. So, okay, this is because y'all doing this. I, nah. He's not washed. How many yards he had last year? I know he didn't crack with a thousand, but he's he's gonna have Zach Martin and Tyrone Smith block for him. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's not thirty yet. I don't think he don't got the so extra got, gear anymore. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't think he, he rushed. He's fat now, bro. He run out of bounds. He, he don't, I don't finish his marks. I don't think he had a run for over thirty yards. Yeah, bro. He's fat, bro. He he run out of bounds, bro. He don't he doesn't finish runs anymore. He don't try to hurdle people. He just run out of bounds. And pull his hamstring. Of course, another episode of No Cap Sports, another another segment of Game Balls. So I'm going to start it out as always. I got to give my game ball to Aubrey Miller, you know, representing the M from Whitehaven High School, getting it done for Jackson State. Transferred there this spring uh, from Missouri, and he recorded a big performance in their game Saturday against Grambling State. 18 tackles and a forced fumble on the one-yard line to seal the victory for Jackson State. He came up big time in that game and was rewarded for his performance, winning FCS Defensive Player of the Week. So who you guys got for y'all's game balls this week? 
I mean, I got to give my game ball to Zion. 20 years old, you know, first all-star game, all-star game starter. Um, sky's the limit for this clear. Really, you know, came in and immediately really met or exceeded all expectations. So, looking at a perennial all-star, those guys tend to be Hall of Famers. So, like, I mean, what else can you really ask for? But I'm surprised you gave it to the peak. I am going to give it to give it to y'all from the city. I'm going to have to go game ball for Captain Clutch, Michael Conley. Yes, sir. The first, first, first all-star game, bro. Shout out to him. Yeah, for sure. So, with that, the best player in the NBA, according to Nick. But that concludes our episode for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed Jeez. it. Make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe, do all that. Follow us on the socials, man. And y'all just continue to have a good week and be blessed, man. We out of here, man.